coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. See, I thought we were recording that whole time. That was some funny stuff. Really? It was funny? Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was so. kind of dry. All right, well. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox. With me today is Big Earn. I'm back. And, and front. And a lot of sideways. Well, you're kind of a big guy. I'm round as a shape. Or pear. I'm uh, I'm jolly. <laughs> I'm jolly. There you go. Already with the. <laughs> Whenever uh, Santa Al's ready to retire, I'm really ready to fill in those boots. Uh, I don't think you have enough hair for that. Ah, yeah. oh, you can wear the wigs. Okay. Implants. Gotcha. <laughs> no. Bosley hair for men. I don't know that Charlie's Angels guy. Don't they take from your head so, or your body somewhere else and then I implant have plenty it? in my back and my ass. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna have to kibosh that right away. No, no. All right. Uh, we are missing somebody important today for the podcast. That's Chris. Uh, he's got to work today. Are we missing him, really? I, I kind of forgot he was here. Or not here. Uh, well, I mean... I mean, I miss him terribly, but I kind of... Yeah. What does he look like? I, I got to find a picture of him. I already forgot. He's got as much hair between you and me. So he's in the middle. <laughs> so you, right. no hair. Chris is in the middle, and then I have a little bit of hair. It's like more the here. stages of <laughs> manhood. So we want to say, uh, you know, we're Missy Quish, wish you could be here, but uh, we are here in Sioux Falls once again, Ooh. and we are at Covert Utterson Ales here in Sioux Falls. Uh, we're here with Stacy and Dan, although Dan is currently beer tanning at the moment, but uh, Stacy Barry, how are you doing today? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. How, how has your week been so far? This is a Friday, so it's been a long week. It has been a long week, yeah, but uh, <laughs> this is it's my Wednesday, I guess. Ah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brewery owners should take Monday, Tuesday off because they have to work all the weekend. Get the weekend crowds in. That's understandable. Service industry, look it up, peoples. That sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for us. No, not yeah, the, we're the Monday. We're the ones that, yeah. You're the well. I'm Monday through Saturday. You're Monday through Friday. Right. So, yeah. It's all. Oh, this is so fucking boring. Let's talk about something yeah, let's, different. Uh, <laughs> we're in <laughs> Sioux Falls, sake. South Dakota. <laughs> yes, Over. Yes. You know, this was a tough place to find. Covert. Oh. Ah, that's ah, where that. Where's that? They're covert artisan ales. Covert. <laughs> All right, anyways. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are here. Uh, and we actually, last time we were here in Sioux Falls, we stopped by here on recommendations from not only people from Sioux Falls, but people in Fargo as well. Uh, uh, Logan McLean from uh, Drecker recommended you. Uh, uh, Aaron Yonke from. Junkyard Brewing recommended. I come, we come visit you, um, and, and a couple more people. I think Blake was one of them. Blake Bushy, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his some eight, guy named Steve. Yeah, that we just saw. No, we're probably no, surprised no. when people know who we are. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, they should know who you are now because didn't you just win an award? You won Mash Madness. Mash Madness in March. Mash Madness. Uh, well, describe that for familiar. Our, yes, describe for yeah. the audience what Mash Madness in Sioux Falls actually is. So Mash Madness is a competition of the breweries downtown, 
everybody puts out their best beer and it's a it's a public opinion kind of vote. So they come in, they try the beers and they rate them and who all participated? This year it was Remedy Brewing, Woodgrain, Fernson, Severance and us. Thanks. Yeah. And we'll be uh, over at Fernson on next week's episode. Uh, and we want to give a shout out to Woodgrain. Hi, Hi Woodgrain. Woodgrain. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so across the room, high five. Here we go. There it is. Smack. How are you doing? All right. So uh, let's talk about, you know, the, the blah, blah, blah stuff. We want to get that first five minutes out of the <laughs> way. You know? when he just, just How the, hypes, hypes us up. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys have been on another on another podcast or two, and and, and been featured articles. Cool. So we just want to give our listeners just the basic preview because oh, I would like to back up a second. The real meat digs uh, in. And- what beer won the mash? Oh, the uh, mash madness. Yeah. yeah. So the winning beer was called Say Cheese. It mm-hmm. is a strawberry cherry cheesecake inspired sour pastry. And that'll be uh, beer number sour. two, for which today. we will be talking about shortly. Mm-hmm. If I ever shut up. Okay. So so uh, I'm sorry. I I. Totally sidetracked off that. But yes, Mash Madness is a competition between all the breweries here in town. And it's voted on by the public here in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, how do they vote? Do they just write in or they... No, there's like a... Um, you get a card with a code. And okay. each brewery has a code. And you go to the DTSF, the Downtown Sioux Falls uh, website, and you vote using the code. Beautiful. It's a code. So remember it's those old Martin Dew code. codes you got to look up underneath the cap and you got to enter it in the website yeah. and you see if you win anything, kind of the same thing. But then again, you know, that was in the old uh, Code Red Mountain Dew days when that first came out in Xbox. Anyways, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm such a nerd, I'm sorry. You're so cute. <laughs> but yes, so you guys won first place yeah. uh, for the best beer. Correct. In, in Correct. Sioux Falls. And, and uh, yes, we'll be talking about that. That's the Say Cheese later. Um, so, so let's talk about the beginnings. Uh, you and Dan... Uh, met uh, in, in the military. Um, so let's get that background first. Yeah, okay. So uh, Dan and I were both military intelligence. Mm-hmm. And once we got out, um, we were working together down in Arizona. Um, and we just kind of kind of hit it off, you know. And um, we moved around a whole bunch, uh, ended up in Germany. And then that's just kind of where we discovered um, super delicious Belgian-style beers. Mm-hmm. So... Or Belgian beers. It's not really a Belgian style if you're in Belgium. No, no, it's just the beers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Discover the beers. And And they are some of my favorites, especially Belgian wit beers. I just love that clove and banana and and all those esters from those kind of beers. I love it. Yeah. You know, triples and quads are like my jam, especially in the springtime like Uh, right now. Unless I pull it. When I pull a quad, it fucking hurts. I got to stretch it out. It's a quadruple. Okay. Oh, geez. Here we go right away. All right. Dad joke supreme. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> people pull hammies. So that's how you guys met. You met it in the service, and then mm-hmm. that's how you guys got into the brewing. And we'll talk more about Dan and about that in segment two, um, about how he got into uh, you know the, oh, yeah. the brewers and talking to them about how to brew the beers. Yeah. Um. So after you guys uh, were in Germany and started researching the beers, you guys came back to the states, and how did you decide? To, to open a brewery. It was kind of always Dan's idea to do a brewery as like a retirement sort of project. Like a and severance package. Yeah. We moved up here from Austin, Texas to be closer to Dan's family and just kind of decided that, you know, we wanted we wanted to open a brewery here and wanted to do it our way. And we, you know, it's kind of like the beers that we make. We, we make what we want and what we like. 
and it's just kind of yeah. And what kind of beers do you like? And when you guys first started, it was it was mostly like wild fermentations and some stouts, mm-hmm. right? Well, but now you've got into some IPAs. I've noticed right yeah. since the last time. So when we opened, we were actually going to try to do a barrel aged wilds and spontaneous kind of stuff only, and then we were going to do distribution only. We weren't going to do a tap room. Hmm. And then Dan kind of got a got an idea to start playing around with the stouts. He's always he's always had a a, a desire to make really good thick. Chewy stouts, and so he spent a lot of time on that. I don't know about chewy versus high ABV, which is what I really appreciate because I myself, and the podcast listeners know this, I'm an ABV queen. (laughs) I love the high. If it's not double-digit stouts, I'm like, eh, you're all right, but you're not in that high category. It's stout-ish. 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 But yeah, so they, uh, he he knocked it out of the park on some of those. Just, (laughs) he's, I mean, I'm so proud of him. But, (laughs) oh, but, uh, uh, the other thing I want to talk about as well is, uh, you know, uh, what exactly does covert artisan ales mean? I mean, obviously, you guys got that military intelligence background. That's where yeah. that comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that real briefly. The background of covert artisan ales uh, is military background. Obviously, the color choices, you got the four colors. You got mm-hmm. the blue, the green, the orange, and the red. Those are the unclassified, classified, secret and top secret clearances. Which is awesome, by the way. Apparently, I thought I was top secret. I'm only secret because I'm wearing the red today. And You're I'm, barely known. I should have yep. went with the orange. <laughs> Damn it. I would have been super top secret. Uh, so we really appreciate that uh, and, and um, finding out about that, not only from the articles that I read, because there's, there's a few of them. Uh, you're, not, you're not as little known as you think you are. I guess. <laughs> um, you're quite popular, actually. Um, especially amongst uh, connoisseurs of wild fermentation ales, like we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, what else can you tell me about? You know, the design of the place, the design of the logo. Yeah. So, uh, you know, any yeah, other the design of the that... logo. It's a fox. It is a fox. So sly fox. Sly fox. Yeah. My uh, my. It does have that name. look in its eyes. <laughs> All right. All right. You get one of these. What is it? There it is. <laughs> So the uh, the fox Sly Fox was my unit's nickname in the milit- in the army. So we brought that over with the with the classification colors. We kind of kept that as well. Uh, and Dan Dan does uh, geospatial software development. And so do you what map software? Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, Topography so, and such, geography, things like that. Yeah, so, gotcha. sorta, sorta. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a techie nerd too. Gotcha. So. And. Um, he he designed the logo with the shapes and the vectors, just keeping the clean lines in mind. Um, we've sort of brought that into all of our labels, uh, the design of our of our tap room. You know, and it's a beautiful kind of tap room, by the way. I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of like our house, you know. I mean, aside from the fact that we spend more time here than <laughs> at just, home. Yeah, yeah. But the the design and the colors with like the wood and the gray, mm-hmm. um, and then the crazy colored art. That's that's our house. Yeah, I love the art around here too. The yeah. art is fantastic. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it looks like graffiti or, or like stained glass windows at a church, you know, and then you got your your wood stave from an, uh, from an oak barrel that I'm pretty sure you guys used at one point. Dan, yeah. Artwork that Dan did for the, the wooden uh, yeah. fox logo up here. And the, uh, you guys got some ma- amazing stuff around here. The rescue carob moose. We didn't know whether it was a moose <laughs> or a caribou for the longest time. And uh, we rescued him out of, they were going to throw him out, so we rescued him. Did it have the bling on it when you rescued it? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, 
Jesus. <laughs> of course not. Nobody's got some bling now. Yeah. yeah very stylish. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> P and what, uh, and what year did Covert open up? So we started brewing in 2018, and we expanded to this location in June of 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, three months after the pandemic really struck the, the yeah. Midwest. That was interesting. Yeah. So how freaky was that Good for you? Good planning. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. we um, Kind of forces you to trim the fat right away, doesn't it? We didn't have much to trim. <laughs> it, was, it was expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, it was, it was interesting. People in Sioux Falls were really supportive, but, you know, South Dakota kind of stayed open and just, it was, it's picking up now. We don't really know what normal is going to look like, like this year, uh, maybe. Last year, everybody kind of wanted to get out and do things and then who knows this year. We'll see. I guess. Winter's, winter's always a tough time. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah. You know, especially spring and fall around here, people are freaking going nuts, just trying to do as much shit as they can before, you know, it gets either too hot or too cold and... In the springtime, it's like, oh, I had two, uh, six months of goddamn snow. I'm ready to get the <laughs> fuck out. And then winter I need time, some sun on my face. Yeah, and then the fall time, it's like, I got to hurry up and cram as much shit as I possibly can before the snow hits. So it's yeah. it's, uh, it's really awkward. We have like it's, two good weeks of weather here, I think. And it's never like in a row. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have like two days here and maybe 10 total days, I don't know, out of a year of nice stuff like today. Exactly. And, and I think uh, sometimes it comes along the lines of the, like, the comedy scene where in the summertime there's hardly any shows because everybody's at the lakes enjoying their time in this area. They have no idea what it's like right in the rest of the, comp- in the country, but that's what it's like <laughs> in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only right. ever been here, so. Um, well, I'm glad we got to talk about the award. I'm, I'm so glad you guys won it. Yeah, and I'm glad it's a People's Choice that's Award. Awesome. I mean, yeah. that's the most important award of all here in Sioux Falls. Yeah, thank but, you. But let's get to this first beer. Um, all right. Ernie, this is the, uh, the what is it, Luska? Liska. Liska? Liska? Yep. Liska? Yep, it means fox in Czech. Huh. Uh, like so, hockey? No, not checking somebody in hockey. This is oh. like the country. Oh, Czechos- okay. Czechoslovakia. Oh, dad jokes. Czech Republic, yeah. Czech Republic. <laughs> Hate to give you a point, but that's sort of kind of okay, dad joke. Uh, so, okay, so describe this beer. Why was it Lishka or Liska? And then, I mean, well, I mean, this is your lager, right? Is it a Vienna lager? Is it a Czech lager? You got the sauce hops in it, correct? Yep. yep. So that's Czech-ish. That is the Czech-ish part. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a, a farmhouse lager, and it just, it's clear, it's gorgeous, it's farmy. Uh, listen, I, I got to say right off the bat, super clean, super crisp. Great appearance, nice head. Perfect yeah, I just bubbles. would like to get this out of the way. Every single beer I had here has carbonated damn near perfectly. Yes, and uh, and that's saying something for somebody who's not, uh, you know, you know, carb stoning every single beer in the bright tank. I mean, that's uniform beer, blah blah blah. But I mean, I mean, you're using you're using like three methods, right? You're using a forced carb carbonation, and you're doing a mixture, right? Yep. So I mean, that's. And I, and I think they turn themselves around too. I mean, just, they do it all. <laughs> yeah, this isn't made, the hokey. That made hokey. no sense. No, no, no. You're terrible. That's a terrible. Bad joke. He, Sorry, oh. Chris isn't here. Someone has to be shitty. Oh Jesus! You get <laughs> love you. That was a bad joke. So let me, speaking uh, of farmhouse, yes. So the first thing I get that makes it kind of farmhousey for me uh, off this one is like uh, obviously that I get the corn. It's highly corn on the nose, but then. Like, it's got a dab of Clawson pickle juice on the yeah, nose. I would agree with you 100%. It's like if you opened up a jar of pickles in a barn. I get yep. straw. 
Yeah. Maybe a little, yeah. Wet hay, yeah. straw. So it's it's like but a it's really clean good... and crisp and and a little bit of funkiness and I I five point five percent. Uh yeah. I would drink these. I would drink this going down a river mm-hmm. on a tube. So we have we've sort of been pushed into a a niche where everybody kind of thinks we do just sour ales. That's you know, since that was kind of what we started with. And and now... you quite honestly you have done really well at, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And so now this was kind of, you know, for the for the folks that come in and say, like, what do you have that's like Bud Light? <laughs> I mean, yeah, have... every, every, uh, every absolutely nothing. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, you can't say that because they might bring in well, a group of friends, you know. It's, I mean, but it's... this is like a lager that has flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's got and some typically that... I don't like that, but this is really good. I enjoy this Thank a lot. You. But this is really good. I mean, it's it's a lager. It's got a little bit of a vegetal aftertaste, but but I think it kind of dries the dry finish is like really nice for that lager flavor. I really like this one. Bravo, nice Thank job. You. Um, so moving on to the next one, this is the the award winner, right? This is the say cheese. Yeah, say cheese. Ernie, tell us about this one since I can't pull up my laptop on this one. Say cheese is a strawberry cherry cheesecake pastry sour. Pastry sour. What makes it a pastry sour? Just the fact that there's a little bit of lactose in there? No, that we, basically that we uh, designed our recipe off of a pastry. Hmm, interesting. I know, simple, right? But <laughs> uh, so what, uh, what, how did you make this one? Did you add, what did you add to it? Um, I mean, there, I mean it's, a, it's a opaque, thick, it yeah. almost looks like a smoogie type of beer or smoothie yeah. kind of beer, but uh, the thickness is not smoothie, which is what I appreciate the most about this one. So we basically deconstruct desserts and whatnot whenever we're making our, our pastries. Uh, so this we pretty much deconstructed a strawberry cherry cheesecake and put it into a beer. It's got the it's got the graham cracker crust. It's got the cherries, the strawberries, mm-hmm. the the cheesecake. And, th- and that was all in the fermenter after the, you did the mash bill and stuff yep. like that. Oh, I yep. love that. Yep. What was the mess like coming out the bottom of that fermenter tank? <laughs> so adding the ingredients was pretty messy to begin with, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of everywhere. Pulling all that out, yeah, it's it was it looked kind of like pink goo, you know, like you're making um, chicken nuggets. Yes, yes, <laughs> like that pink meat that you see on the yep. all those horror stories about what fast food is like. Yep. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I can imagine. Ah, uh, you're making me hungry. Figures. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, listen, uh, this right out the nose, I get tons of graham cracker, I get white chocolate, I get a light funk, um, I get like a, a strawberry fruitsicle, like a, like a, not like a strawberry popsicle, but one made of like actual fruit in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I get a all yogurt that pop. Graham cracker. I get, I wrote down like yogurt, like a fruit yogurt. Yeah, but you it's not that thick thickness. like that. I get, I, I mean, get that after It's a, a smooth mouth feel, but it's, uh, but it's not a... Uh, a super double fruity garbage 1200 calorie fucking every four ounces. No, it doesn't taste no. or it doesn't smell like it's super sweet. We but take I get all of the calories out for you. Ah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're in a whole different Impossible. state. Impossible. Calories don't come. You lie to me. <laughs> oh, you're trying to make me feel good about myself. <laughs> oh, no, but this is great. And you know what? And then the taste, just that light, nice, light tartness that's not, that you know it's a sour beer, it's a real sour. You're not adding any fucking lactic acid trying to trying to make no. it like the most 
a consistent recipe ever, right? Yeah, you want to focus more on the taste yep. and what you're pulling from the environment and, and what Sioux Falls has to offer as far as the wild fermentation. And I think this one nails it. And I, and I do agree. It's, it is award-winning. What do you think, Bigger? I agree. Um, Thank you. Th- this has got some body to it, I think. It's mm-hmm. thick. Um, maybe two Cs. And what's, what's, what's the ABV in <laughs> and, this one? Uh, 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. So totally Co- crushable. Too. Coats the tongue nicely, well-balanced. Uh, I get no shut an eye, which I love. I just get all like fruit, cherry, strawberry. Mm-hmm. And, if I was to rate and this some sort the- of darker fruit, too. I'm not sure what, though. Or stone fruit, so, something else in mm-hmm. there, but it's not like a that, high like fructose corn syrup sweetness. It's just like a you just picked a, a strawberry right off the vine and well, I kind of a I little tart, but very sweet, fruitiest. I kind of wrote fruitiest. it as an aftertaste, like that black forest cherry. So that might be oh. that that dark fruit that you're talking about. I always tell people whenever they're whenever they say like, oh, is it you know, is it tart? Is it sour? And it's I always just tell them like it's kind of sour like. A fruit is sour, like yeah, 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 and it's, it. I mean, it's natural so, fruit, so. So I mean, you get you can get regular cherries, you can get tart cherries, and you can get black mm-hmm. forest cherries. Now, for yep. me, to me, the, the the black forest cherry is a really good mix of like that tartness and then the earthiness, mm-hmm. and I really like that. Mo- I'm, I'm glad that's what this to me tastes like. I really love it. Thank you. Oh man, nice job. Uh, say cheese, everybody. Uh, I mean, great mouthfeel on this too, and this is a very, very, very much cheesecake aftertaste, and it just keeps going on for days. Nice tart cheesecake aftertaste. Nice. All right, so this this last one of this segment, or the beer number three. Uh, this is an interesting thing. You have three versions of this, right? And this is the uh, Carpe Volpes. And what does Volpes mean? That's V. E L P A S P A S V U L P E S. Isn't it that that guy that says "Live long and prosper"? That's a yes. Vulcan, and no, that's Spock. No, <laughs> I was so close. <sighs> this is yeah. And carpe joke. is like what seize seize the day seize yeah, or just seize. So okay. it means seize the fox. Seize the fox. Seize the Ooh, fox. Yep. fox. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice yeah. reference. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is uh, the number three. Mm-hmm. Right away off this one, on the nose, I got I got dankness, like strawberry, passion fruit, vanilla. That's damn near exactly what I wrote, except for I get like grapefruit in there too. Do mm. you get any of that dankness? Because I really like that 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 little subtle dankness on the nose on on this one. This has a really nice hop profile, right? No, Did we say this was a milkshake IPA? Yeah, this is, is a milkshake Actually, IPA. Six point five percent. Yeah, so this is controversial because for a while there, right before that that shitty phase of brute IPAs came about, let's uh, oh, the brute. It's IPA all not more than the loss of that fucking uh, beer. Be gone. That was a terrible idea. Uh, so milkshake IPAs came up. So basically, it's a it's an IPA, right? But you add copious amounts of fruit flavoring to whether it's dousing it with you know, dry hopped uh, uh, fruit flavors from the hops themselves are actually putting fruit in it. Uh, most importantly, to make it a milkshake, exactly, is adding the lactose, and that's to sweeten it up, make the make it a little less bitter, make the IBUs go from seventy to like ten. You know, uh, adding a lactose does that. Uh, so, uh, what can you tell us about this beer? Yeah, so uh, it's strawberry passion fruit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look or taste like. No, a- 
It's it looks like a um like a light uh, pink champagne with yeah. that's a little like opaque. a light rosé. Yeah, rosé all day. Or like a pink lemonade. Yeah, uh, but with a little bit of like peach coloring in there, mm-hmm. and it's not like juice because I can see through. If I if I tilt the glass a certain way, I can still see through it. So it it, it this is interesting. The, the color is tremendous. Um, the bubbles are still coming, and like I said, I can't say anything bad about your your carbonation efforts. This is great. Thank you. Um, for me, yeah, dank strawberry, passion fruit, vanilla on the nose. I don't get a lot of that dankness though. I just get a lot of fruit, and like I said before, a little bit of little bit of grapefruit or something in there too. Yeah, but, when, but when, berries like all up in your freaking face. I'll let you. But but the taste, man, I gotta say, it it's it's. Super, uh, you know, it's it's got a really nice light tartness to it. It's hoppy, but it's not overly hoppy. It's I, yeah, I get like it's but not frozen strawberries. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a, like, like a, frozen strawberries. It's, it's like it's, a freeze it's, pop. It's all fruit, but it's 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 a little different. Yeah, it's got that kind of like a, that freeze a little pop dryness aftertaste. at the end. Yeah, um, it does have some body, but mm-hmm. honestly, um, in fruit. my head, I'm thinking a milkshake IPA would be maybe a little thicker. But I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy this. This is. Fruit this punch one. as well in that aftertaste, like Hawaiian fruit punch, without like that acidity, Man, when, acidity when, to when it. When you breathe in your nose and you drink it in at the same time, you get the aroma and the taste at the same time, and it's like, wow. but nice job. This Thank is you. great. Yeah, I really, really like that one. Mm. Damn, guys, keep making shit like this. Yeah. Where, where the hell do you get your guys' water from? Because I think all of Sioux Falls is just their water profile is yeah wonderful. Uh, yeah, I have yet to have a shitty beer. In Sioux Falls. Uh, maybe I haven't tried hard enough to dig into it enough. No, <laughs> Let's keep trying. Sioux Research. Falls has, has pretty good beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprisingly. They do. Uh, the, spectacular. Yeah. For the size of the town. Um, Covert. Uh, do they sell up in North Dakota? Nope. Yeah. No. No. I was going to say, I thought it's. Nope. But anyways, hey, Stacy, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for letting us know uh, everything. Thank you guys. Yeah. Um, and. I got to tell you, this is a great place. Uh, you did a great job of designing this. Bravo. Uh, it's super clean tap room. Beautiful place. Thank you for letting us swap for the digger table. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> Dan's looking a little frustrated over there. He's got more than four people up at the bar. So. Oh, come on. They're, all, they're always full around here after 4 p.m. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty early in the day. But, but actually, it's like, well, don't these people have jobs? I mean, there's a lot of well, people yeah. in here. Already. I get off work at 5.30, and it's a Friday. So come 6 o'clock, this place is going to be freaking packed. So don't worry uh. about that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. Uh, Stacy, for being on the show. Yeah, uh, we're going to take guys. a quick ad break, and we'll be right back with Dan from Covert Artists and Ales. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Chelsis with Brews, Booze, and Reviews. And if you like drinking like I do, then shop where I do, and that's Bridgeview Liquors in Moorhead. They're one of our sponsors, and if you mention that you listen to us, you save 10% off of all purchases. Not only do they have <clears throat> the most knowledgeable staff, maybe minus us, but they also have one of the best assortments of craft beers. They have a great assortment of new and exclusive whiskeys and other spirits, wines, and they have classes every Saturday, which are absolutely phenomenal. So again, go to Facebook, check out Bridgeview Liquors, and drink like me. Not possible! True story.
Hello, neighbors. This is Big Earn from Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Do you want to know what's going on in the Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead area? You need to check out FargoUnderground.com for all that you need to know on what's going on in the area. They have on their events tab information on where you can see live music, comedy, art, theater, what movies are playing in the area, where you can go play trivia, or sing karaoke. Holy crap, right? How convenient is that? So for all the news on what's up in the Fargo area, check out FargoUnderground.com. And thanks for listening to me, I mean us, on Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Cheers! Ding! All right, welcome back from our ad break. (laughs) What are you fucking laughing about? I don't know, I just thought that would be cool. You're slightly psycho! All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our ad breaks, uh, our ad reads. Uh, we are back with Dan from Covert Artisan Ales. Yeah, so we just spoke to your wife, uh, so now we're going to see if the stories match up. Okay. 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 So uh, can you tell us what your, your best-selling beer is uh, underneath the Say Cheese? Your second best-selling beer. Maybe one of the Bon or one of the Pillow Forts? Okay. All right, which one is it, Stacy? That was right. Ah, oh my god, he got it. Well, I have to give him one of these, god dang it. He got the answer right. All right. All right. Um, well, we got the kind of the, the beginnings and the history. Um, uh, but what I want to talk to you most especially right now is the shape art. So we know that you're kind of like the mastermind behind, especially the, the vector art that we have in the windows here above this beautiful tap room. And the actual vector art that you have on the your actual logo itself that a uh, picture of will be on the uh, podcast. That w- you made with staves of what is a whiskey or wine or? So that was one of the barrels that we had um, at our old tap room. We kind of did a pop-up tap room where they were the barrels were tables. And when we got this tap room, I took one apart and kind of... Played around with it for a few hours, and that's what I came up with. <laughs> In a few hours? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And that was pre-lumber prices going up. So <laughs> so the aftermarket worth on that now is like Prices lots. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I got to say, uh, Dan, thank you for inviting us to, to your uh, brewery here. Um, let's talk about this first beer in our, in our second segment here. And this one... Uh, is the Barrel Patterns. Uh, tell us about this one. So Barrel Patterns uh, initially started as a member beer. A member beer. What, uh, what does that mean? So we do a membership where we have attache members. I think we have like 100 or so members now. They get member bottles, specific bottles for them. And... What makes them members? They got to pay a fee or? Yep. Okay, yep. a membership fee? How, how yep. much is that? You're a, these are questions. Now that's what you should have led with because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, that's what's what it I in euros? Yeah. How much well, does stuff cost? I don't know. I got him. I got him. I got him. <laughs> what was the membership fee? 150 this year? This is 150 bucks a year. And what, what do you get with that membership? Uh, so it's four 750 milliliter bottles. Mm-hmm. Two wild ales and two barrel aged stouts. So excellent. Um, and you get premium access. You get them no matter what. Yep, guaranteed. Gotcha. And they're only going to be going to members. Like there won't be anything for public any public. Really? Oh, wow. Correct. Yep. So we'll do at our barrel house. 
we'll do uh, a member party. We're looking at doing them quarterly. So the first one will be the end of this month. Nice. And then we're releasing Double Vanilla Boysenberry Blackcurrant Wild Ale. Oh, wow. Oh. That's a, that sounds delicious. A lot to say. <laughs> boysenberry? Yeah. That is a huge mouthful. <laughs> uh, barrel Patterns itself is it's just our base wild ale recipe that we use. Uh, you're looking at about 75 to 25 for uh, two row to white wheat. Gotcha. And I love the fact that you use wheat because uh, to me, uh, having some of that wheat just gives that nice, soft, pillowy texture on your, on your, on your tongue and has just got that really nice, neutral, but backbony flavor to it, which I really love. So the base recipe for hops, we just use aged hops that we've been uh, aging for about. So you, so you actually have wet hops that you let sit out and dry it out, right? And just, yep, whole okay. leaf hops that we get and Any, just what's throw a, them on top what, of the what specific hops did you use for this one? So this one would have been Centennial. Okay. So th- these hops were actually grown in South Dakota at Six Meridian Hop Farm, and then all the malts from Two Track up in North Dakota. Yes. What city is it? North Dakota. Bismarck. Bismarck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, all, I think it's all local ingredients, mm-hmm. and then all Dakotas. The uh, yeast, we yeast and bacteria we harvested down into Falls Park. So. That's uh, the wild aspect of it. That's interesting. And so barrel patterns, uh, we we put a lot of fruit and stuff, but this was one of the first ones that we didn't do as fruit. Mm -hmm. And just to show how each barrel can really change how a beer can taste, it's the same beer this year or last year. We did four brandy barrels, grape, apple, peach, and cherry. So this one's peach. Yep, that's cool. So So you can see how much of a difference the actual barrel makes in Mm -hmm. flavoring or conditioning of a beer. And this one has no fruit, so the the peach flavor is coming from bread. Everything you smell and taste is from that barrel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and from the actual bacteria themselves. And that's tremendous. We also keg conditioned it, so we did uh, secondary fermentation in the keg. Man, on the nose, I get a lot of, like, um, oak. I get brown sugar. I do get that peach brandy notes. Um, but what surprised me the most is, is actually the taste. I almost get like a Sprite, like initial bite, like the Sprite, the soda with a peach and like, like a white grape and tart, like medium tongue and then just finish nice and dry and tart. Like what, what do you mean Sprite? Like the, like the, the carbonation sprite. and citrus? Yeah. I mean, just like the, that kind of like sweet uh, citrusy mm. kind of like. Almost colo-y, like beginning, but then it like just morphs into that that beautiful peach and white kind of grape in there. I guess I don't get the sweetness like the sprite, but uh, you know maybe the carbonation. Because uh, we mentioned to your your wife Dan that uh, we just said it from the very first beer we started with is like every single beer that I personally tasted is is carbonated extremely well. Oh, thanks. Great oh, yeah. head. It's, it's got the bubbles when it when it's supposed to have that that lager we had was great. Yeah. So now I know. Okay. Now I, but right. I don't get a lot of sweetness off that. I got more on the aroma, peach and wood, almost like a cobbler, kind of like a, a, a cobbler. Duh. But I really like the tartness level on that. It's, it's 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 definitely there, but it's not like extreme and like hello. I get some of that sweetness, but I guess maybe not as much as you do. It might be the I, I get a lot pH of, with the carbonation. I think some dryness. Because it's, it's super dry. This is bone yeah. dry. Yep. I mean, this is negative gravity. 
we've basically fermented all available sugars that are in it. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, 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 with the carbonation, it's almost like, dare I say, a wine, where it's a carbonated wine, that kind of bite you would get from that. So yep. you're getting... Like the tannins that yep. you get in a wine? Tannins and the lower pH aspect of it, so... Um, which Sprite, I mean, it, yeah. Sprite and Coke have extremely low pH. Yeah, so. and it's like, it, it, and it's so fucking dry in the tail end. I'm, I'm not trying to hearken it to that Sprite. I'm just trying to say that's kind of like what that, what that aftertaste kind of reminds me of because it, it is that dryness, and uh, but it's very pleasant. Do you get paid extra for every time you say Sprite? No, I should be. <laughs> But hey, the, hey oh, this, is, this was uh, my pick, uh, and the reason why I wanted to pick this one to talk about it is because it's so different. It's tart without any added lactic acid, and, and just the flavor profile on this uh, is, is just so tremendous, and, and you didn't add anything other than the actual ingredients and to get this profile from it. Wow, man. Nice just job. Just time. I know it was in stainless for three months. And then transferred over to the barrels for about 17 months. So it's got some, and then bottle conditioning and keg conditioning. So you're looking over two years. Yeah, this is definitely a, a Knox's recommendation um, for the six. Well, technically, I guess seven that we're going to have today that, for our audience. Any other uh, notes on this uh, barrel patterns? Brew from Cobra Nails, bigger. No. This is probably as local as it gets. <laughs> no shit. This is awesome. All right, moving on. This next one is the uh, Carpe Volpus number two, right? Number dos. Um, tell us about this one because this has got uh, some different hops in it. Yeah. So the the red. The, well, so this is a double IPA, mm -hmm. um, and for our IPAs, we try to do a ratio of. One, one, one for oats, wheat, and two-row. But for this, it did get a double dose of two-row and wheat. Gotcha. So it has less oats. get some of that sugar in there without yep. having to sparge so much and, and release all that stuff. And we make inverted sparge. sugar in-house to also increase up the actual uh, oh. fermentable sugars, too. So It's beautiful. Um, this one we did Whirlpool, uh, Whirlpool only. Uh, but we didn't bring the temperature down to like 175. We just pitched in the hops, did the Whirlpool on it. Um, at that time, the Whirlpool hops were Columbus. And then fermented it out, um, added a little bit of the biotransformation hops of Citra, and then did a double dry hop with Citra and then Medusa hops. First time we've used Medusa hops. So when you say double, how far apart were your initial drops and your second secondary drops? So two days. Okay. Mm -hmm. We did the did you first do day one and day three, or did you do uh, day three and day five? So technically, I guess we did a triple dry hop. Oh, okay. But the gotcha. biotransformation hop that we add to on day two, I just don't count because it's only okay. like one one pound. Gotcha. You're just trying to help waking everything haze, up I again. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. like <laughs> Close it real quick before it shoots up in your face. All right, waking up again, guys. Let's go. And <laughs> then you. Fair enough. We wait until you're at the gravity that you want and then crash it, well, kind of crash it down to 65. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is when we add the, the second or first dry hop, however you consider it, 
Um, you don't want to hop creep. So there are what certain enzymes creep? that are on the hops. Okay. And that can react with the yeast, and the yeast will then want to eat more sugars. So you drop it to that point so the yeast won't be active. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So then it can let sit and actually get a little bit some more sweetness and uh, and not eat too much and not and not climb up to like a you're like your tipa, which is uh, what is it? Tippas are ten and above, ten point zero ABVs and above. Yeah, I won't be ever doing one yeah. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've had uh, probably eight or nine of them, and I've only liked two. It just gets too too much. Well, that's how you can add the the larger amount of alcohol in it you can add more hops it, it's a nice balance out otherwise you're you're going to get some potential vegetal flavors yeah unless you like have a good malt ba- background off of that from the from the you know mash them yeah it's this is it's going to be too vegetal yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but this one my goodness uh listen i have some weird notes on this one <laughs> uh, <laughs> initially i uh on the nose in this one i got like raw meat Oh, like geez. like at at, at at the very first nose, uh, and then it turned like super dank, and then and then the real shit came in, right? So I got the passion fruit, the mango, the guava. I got that kind of that. So it went from like intense to medium, and then there's where the actual nose was coming in. I just had to. It just initially hit me like a fucking brick in the face. Uh, that's why I got that raw meat. But once I keep smelling it, man, I really I. I love this. This is super dank, super mango, passion fruit. I wrote down pineapple. Yeah, pineapple like a, sweetness and resin. Like a, like a grilled and then pineapple. Just citrus in general. Just very bright, very like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is a juice bomb. Mm-hmm. Now on the flavor, <laughs> this is Uh-oh. And again, <laughs> the initial punch in the face, right? I'll, I'll take another um sip before I say what my notes were. I got grilled brats right away. But then a nice, it, uh, it had a really nice mouthfeel, and it settled into that like passion fruit, guava, like dankness, like almost like pog without the orange, that flavor. But yeah, like right away on the on the flavor again, I get like that that grilled brats. But it was it's really nice. It's it's got to be that hop, you know, combination that that's in this that's just making me think of meat for some reason. I don't know. Or that's just maybe me. I'm a dumbass. I don't. <laughs> You're kind of. You, you are kind of looking at me funny. <laughs> Thick mouthfeel. This is uh, a thick boy. Uh, juicy. Some uh, piney residue there at the end. Yeah. I just wrote down really good. I I, I really enjoy this. Super soft and pillowy. As for a double, yeah. for a double NEPA. Super soft and pillowy mouthfeel. A nice, perfectly balanced, uh, bit, uh, you know, dry finish. Uh, and it's the 7.5%. IBUs aren't, aren't, like, making you want to, like, Pucker your mouth or no, like what you say, shut an eye. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> so yeah, this is a, you know, for, for a brewery that, that it's so good at doing uh, sours and wild fermentations and stouts uh, to have one like, Hey, I'm going to try uh, an IPA and dude, this is a nice job. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Much, hey, I get even one of these. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll fist bump on that one. Uh, so guys, if you, if you come, you guys got to check out this, uh, Culpe Volpus or Car Seize the Fox. Yeah, Seize the Fox. Just say Seize the Fox. <laughs> Number two. No, that so if it's nice to hear that, you know, on the wild ales and um the other sours and then the stouts mm-hmm. itself, because I mean we Stacy probably said it when we first opened we were only gonna do wild ales. Mm-hmm. And then we had to adjust quickly on that because 
it takes a long time to do wild hills. So the next year we focused on doing pastry sours or fruited sours, uh, mixed firms where we're using lacto and some locally harvested yeast and kvike. So that's why the base is called Special K. Um, not because of the drug or cereal. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but uh, the following year, we wanted to focus on stouts. So we started doing stouts. And then this year, we're focusing on doing small batch IPAs, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out what is going to be the best approach. And once we have it, then we'll have three kind of recipes and just change it up. With their uh, hops itself, so. Right, because, I mean, your sours, they take, like, 18 months plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good stout uh, at least takes six to nine months, if not even 18 months. Uh, but a good IPA, you know, eight weeks tops, probably closer to the two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you do it right. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you can fucking can them and, and, and get, them, you know, get them in kegs right away and you, and you nail that carbonation, yeah, two weeks. It's easy. So it's an easy turnover. Plus, you get to keep experimenting more and more with with different hops and different, you know, boil temps and wherever you. Put well, you your gotta hops make in. money off of something while the other shit sits <laughs> for eighteen months. Yeah, I don't know how people sometimes. Let stuff but you also suffer. have to help finance the barrels. You get pay no the bills. On. So yeah, you guys gotta try this IPA. Uh, moving on, this is the the, the coffee coconut coffee bond? coconut bond. So to me, James Bond. Just so the coffee coconut bond. Uh, so d- describe the name. Obviously, with the bond of the last of it, like cinnabon, like flavor notes. Right? Is that what you're going for in this one? Yeah, actually, um, one of our prior employees, uh, John Holmquist, helped me come up with the name. He, we were trying to figure out like what would be, would gooey be good? Was gooey like the word we wanted to use? And he was like, "What do you think about bond?" And I was like. That's it's high slaps, class man. enough. That's high class <laughs> that's enough. Good. Yeah, all right. That's yeah. perfect. All right. all right. I'll go with that. So that definitely secured the name for that. So this <laughs> is the second time we've made Bond. It's the adjuncts that we add to it are uh, right on top of Pillow Fort, our base stout. So we have we have three base stouts, and Pillow Fort is the one for this. So Gotcha. And I got to say, man, on the nose, I get like a cinnamon coffee creamer. I get like frosting. And I get like a good roast coffee on the nose, but not here. Here's what I really appreciate the most out of it. And this is what, why I wanted to talk about this beer is there's a way to add coffee to a beer and, and you guys nailed it or other beers that I've tried They add coffee and it's sour, tastes tart. Uh, the coffee tastes like the beer tastes like it's three day old coffee. Sometimes that's a good time when it's two day old coffee, but I got to say, the coffee flavor that you added to this was, was just subtle enough where it's not taking over, and I get a lot of that, like, cinnamon streusel, a Cinnabon flavor, uh, 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 not just on the nose, but on the on the flavor itself, too. And to, to know that this is 11% is fucking deceiving because I don't taste any booze. Usually when it gets above 9, I, I can, like, yeah, this is a boozy stout. There's only like been less than a handful uh, of stouts that I've had that were over 10% that didn't taste boozy, and this is now one of them. So thank you very much for oh, for for finding a way to make that happen. Uh, what what can you tell about tell us about this one? For this, we use about a pound per barrel. So a barrel is roughly 
30, 30 gallons. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like a pound of what coffee, coffee, like Um, coffee or coffee beans or coffee greens, actual coffee. So I, I'm just going to say you should I'm experiment in all areas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Figure it out yourself. Um, uh, because I've known brewers to do each of those things. So just let you know. No, so we do a toddy. Um, basically, we do a cold press. So you're not getting these bitter notes. Um, and uh, we'll do the toddy itself and then add it directly into it. So that's, that's how... Oh, one reason why we do that is we don't want... Uh, extended time because you can't guarantee somebody's not going to drink it immediately mm. and then you could potentially get that like uh, green pepper flavor that's never yeah. appealing in a coffee stout so yeah so but, and then uh, for this one we we got a barrel aged coffee for it so it was aged in a rum barrel and then well, we that's interesting that it, so oh wait the coffee the coffee was was aged in a rum barrel mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before Holy shit, that's mm. that's fucking interesting. So now it's more expensive coffee for it, but uh, for the added kind of like edge to it, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something that we we include into a lot of our pillow fort adjunct oh, yeah. states. It stuff. must that must be why there's no shitty tartness when they add the coffee because of that rum bear. Maybe that's what it is because it's like I all I get is like coffee flavor. I don't get any bad tartness or well that a, a lot of that is has to do with the extraction that you're you're actually processing the coffee at so if oh, you do okay. a cold press you're not going to get a lot of that acidity into ah. it that's that's going to cause some of uh, and, and there's typically no bitterness on it so yeah uh, what i get on the aroma is all cinnamon bonbon and toasted coconut um as far as the taste it, it's thick it's got some body it's sticky Sticks to your uh, my mustache and my lips. Uh, sweet cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon is one of those spices that are like, uh, is more better? Eh, probably not. No. <laughs> so, because it can get too spicy from the cinnamon. So this just has that nice semi-sweet cinnamon that's not overwhelming. Um, and then I get that coffee dryness at the end. But it's like coffee that was... Had uh, uh, probably cinnamon bonbon creamer added to it. Makes sense. Yeah, it's it's, it's it is sweet. No, no creamer was added to this. Right? Stuff. No. no it's not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, we're just so describing what we, it, what we it's use like. all natural ingredients. <laughs> yeah, yes. like of course, of course. <laughs> but man, this is this is a fucking great stout. I love this. So, when did you guys brew this one, and how long will it be available? I got to know that at least. I would have to look at the. Free report on when we brewed it. We brewed it last year. So all the stouts for Pillow Fort and our bigger stout is called Fluffy Town. (laughs) (laughs) Won't you take me to (laughs) Fluffy Town? Uh, Fluffy Town goes directly to barrels, though. So um, that... We're trying to do more where we can do blending of stouts. So what a lot of people in the community say threads. And we're doing some barley wines where we want to do barley wine and oh. stout threads through and through. So That would be great. Barley wine, stouts, quads. I mean, fuck, that'd yep. be great too. No, um, and, but we are looking at aging those for about two years though. Ah, so it's going to okay. be a while before those will be ready. We have... Maybe two or three barrels that we're going to pull out this year that are about a year and a half, maybe. But those will probably go towards the member 
bottles. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> we may have some. And how much is that again? 150 bucks a month? Uh, or a year, sorry. 150 dollars a year. Yes. For but. four exclusive releases that only you get. And your cool ship, it's not about the brewery. It's at a lo- another location, correct? Correct. No, it's at, uh, so we have, I guess, technically three locations. We have the brewery tap room downtown mm-hmm. um, and then we have the production brewery and the warehouse right next to us we have what we call where the wild things are it's where we do all the uh, <laughs> wild fermentation at blending bottling aging and we have a mezzanine area with a window and that's where the cool ship is gotcha so we have like a, a wooden build out so where above. the wild things are is where the cool ships in yeah, yeah well that makes the most perfect <laughs> fucking sense ever and that's where the <laughs> the big member meetups will be added oh <laughs> at where the wild damn things it. are <laughs> you know 150 bucks doesn't seem like much at this point i don't know man you might have a new customer Ugh. anyways damn nice job uh let's move on to well we want to talk about dishonorable mention real quickly right because uh Every episode that we do for Taproom Takeovers, we got to have six. But uh, this one was uh, so important that I really wanted to talk about this one. So this is your faint. So this is your hard seltzer, but you have had hard seltzers here that were how many ABVs? 12%. Jesus Christ. And that's Those are the kind of hard seltzers that I want at the studio. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's also that's like You after. took the little blue pill hard seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think if, if you have a 12%, I don't, I don't think you're going to get hard. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you took whiskey the dick. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, Richard Bourbon. There we go. So um, the seltzer-ish, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you could really call it seltzer. So I think seltzer is just... Based off that you're not using actual malted barley in your mash bill? Correct. And, and what, but this actually does have hops in it though. So, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the other thing is like no malt, no, and, and no hops, but this has got some hops. But how, how did you guys do this one? So, <laughs> we make our own inverted sugar. So, we basically break down table sugar and some corn sugar, and we wow. use quinoa in it also. To give it a little bit of Bobby, or but not Bobby, but body. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> and so we do that because we're one, we're we're trying to do more of a gluten-free beer. It's not necessarily a seltzer, but even if you're doing a gluten-free beer, it's not really a beer by TTB's rules. It needs to have malt in it, and if malt's in it, then it's not gluten-free. You can do gluten-reduced, ah. <laughs> but not gluten-free. <laughs> so. We do that route with some enzymes because there's just not enzymes in quinoa Mm. to be able to pull it out. So it makes it actual fermentable sugars. But what we do is we'll do a cereal mash where you do a low and you kind of make it real thick and then like ropey. Not ropey. Think of it kind of like oatmeal-y or cornmeal-y. So and then you'll you'll drain that out or you'll you'll run water through it to get Mm. the sugars out. Sparge. And Twice then, in one episode. Wow. It's, <laughs> that's yeah, a, it's been a B- while. BBR bingo. <laughs> and then we'll do uh, our inverted sugar. It's it's basically like a very concentrated simple syrup that we'll do in-house. Mm-hmm. And we'll add that into it. And then we'll ferment it hot. Uh, just like most people, we use kvike for it, uh, gluten-free kvike. And then ferment that out. And at that point, we actually have two routes that we're taking on it. 
One is where we go through a heavy fruiting, or the other one is we're sending them as over to the where the wild things are. We're actually yes. doing <laughs> bread aged uh, seltzers that are getting up really high in alcohol to the Ooh. point of like 15 and 17 percent. So, oh my goodness, um, that could be a new thing that you're doing. Correct, um, but it, a lot of it's blending because Brett's not going to take it up to fifteen or seventeen <laughs> percent. Gotcha. You're 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 taking it at a young portion to allow the sugars to be consumed by Brett, and then you're also re-pitching yeast up to it to get it up at a higher. But this is just a path that I wanted to experiment with, where we're going to blend or re-ferment it on grapes. So we're looking at potentially doing some still. Well, if we're going to do some grapes, why not do like brandy barrels? Even better. We, 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 we will definitely look at <laughs> some of the barrel <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I might, I might have spoiled yeah. the surprise. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think we definitely wanted to go more the gin route on, oh, the gin. on okay. some of those. Yeah. But uh, we want to play around with fruits like Moscato uh, grapes and then ap- uh, apricots and then potentially put it into like gin barrels or just release it out as that. So that's pretty fucking cool. I like that. I'm I'm I like I love wine. <laughs> I don't want to make wine. Yeah. But I do want I, I don't want to have to go through the licensing of having to do wine. So I am actively talking to the TTB on what I can legally get away with. So but with the the seltzers on the quicker path we ferment them, we add fruit, which ferments them again, and then we keep doing that until it struggles and says, I, I'm I not going to eat any of these, any more sugars that you have. So then we just keep feeding more to it, and that's how you get that sweetness on it. Mm, so gotcha. our first seltzer that we did, I want to say was 15%. And Jesus. we added enough fruit that it actually brought it down to 12%. And then that's... When I think the struggle for me on doing seltzers was figuring out how to make it lower ABV <laughs> without adding water. And everybody's water. The, the exact opposite. <laughs> everybody's like, I can't bump it up to, to 5%. So, I'm like, shit. Yeah. Well, first off, this certainly does not look like what I would think a seltzer looks like. No, this looks I, like it, a it normal clear. sour beer, honestly. Well, yeah. and that, so that's why we add hops to this mm-hmm. is... Um, we have two, I guess they're about like 13 or 14 barrel tanks, so uh, I don't know, what would that be, 400 gallons maybe? So I know 10 barrel tanks are like 350, 375, something like that. Around, yeah, about yeah. like 320 probably or something. Oh. So, um, so what we'll do is we have two tanks, uh, one for faint and one for special K or mixed firm, and... We it's a continuous f- fermentation tanks. Okay. So we're not adding more yeast to it. We're using the special K culture on both. Uh, one was converted to gluten-free, and that's what's in the faint tank. Uh, but we add hops to allow the lacto to not sour it. Because it's a mix, ah, <laughs> it has gotcha. bacteria and yeast in it together. Do that way, so. yeah. So you got to counterbalance that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So now we have run into issues before where our lacto culture just became hop resistant, meaning like it didn't matter if we were at 10 IBUs, that thing was still souring, mm-hmm. like enamel ripping Oof. souring. So Ouch. 
what we did with those were we were blending those with other beers into uh, long-term extended aging. So it just brought up the um, acidity level on those. Gotcha. And then some of them, some of the portion definitely got dumped. We we're not afraid to uh, dump a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Every brewery has done some shady shit. Uh, uh, I mean, not shady, shady, but like, it, that's oh, fuck, I took off the control. Listen, I took off the wrong butterfly valve or the, the ceiling and uh, <laughs> on the other side uh, of the valve. No, no, no. I'm and it pretty just wasted sure a whole. Every beer uh, Dan has made has been perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, it tastes that way. <laughs> well, hopefully, he's everyone had no, <laughs> He's had no issues whatsoever or funny stories to say or. No, oh my God! Don't ever do this. There is one. Oh, there is um, one. Okay. If there, if you go into a candle store, like the I don't know, was it Yankee, Yankee Candles Candle? Do, yeah, yeah. And or Bath and Body Works or some shit. You read one, and it says the things that you put in it, and it says Grandma's House. You probably don't want to do that beer. We did one that was like no. hibiscus, lime, and. Or grandma's strawberry, purse. and it was very perfumey. Oh, <laughs> we're like, yeah. no way, we're no. not. This is not. We could make maybe make a candle with oh. that. <laughs> no, yeah, so. no, no. Grandma's <laughs> perfume is not a not a good flavor to to taste. No, yeah, mothballs. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, and I will weep for that lost beer. But actually, um, we on our maybe it was like our second beer that we ever made under covert. Um, we were experimenting with using some puree. So we use whole fruit, we've used frozen fruit, um, and then we've, we've used purees. But this one we used puree, and we didn't check every box, and it turned out we had a bad batch of strawberries in it. And it, it totally ruined the beer. Really? <laughs> but we, we didn't first come to that assumption of, like, it's the strawberries. At first it was like, Fuck! Am I what are we doing wrong? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, is this going to be the right direction? We want small bill like, shit. Oh my god! This is our second beard. We can't even <laughs> do this right. Like, geez. Damn it, Stacy! <laughs> what did you do? So, the, but luckily, um, we had done another batch. Uh, obviously, that batch got dumped. Mm. Uh, we had cleaned the tank really bad, just in case we had some leftover bacteria, something yeah. in the tank that just wasn't mm. good. And we went to go at the fruit, but now I, I check and inspect each one, and the same smell was in the box of strawberries. I contacted uh, them, and they were like, oh, yeah, that happens. It's like, oh, oh that happens. Oh, oh thanks. Oh. oh, well, then I got to go with another distributor. So. <laughs> well, I got to say, uh, for an honorable mention, this faint uh, boysenberry and pineapple, which on the nose, I get a lot of fruit leather and vanilla. It's a fruit punch. Right? How about you, Bigger? Would you get in the nose in this one? I get, uh, yeah, a lot of fruit. Reminds me <laughs> of like pie. Wow, you're so full of words. <laughs> I get sweetness off the aroma too, but not that, uh, again, that fake sugar shit. It's like real fruit. Yeah. Sweetness. Yeah. It's, like what's uh, still a little tart because, like, you actually you know, you pull a strawberry off and pull the, this shit out. Right. Yeah. It's this actually fruit is not only is it sweet, but it's got a lot of tartness to it. A lot of fruits do. And then but we, for right. uh, hard seltzer, pew, pew, it's got some body to it. It's thick. Hey, uh, the it's only got tasting, that slight dry finish, uh, good fruit flavor. Yeah, the tasting note I have, the only one I have, honestly, it says super interesting flavor combo. The the, the pineapple and boysenberry. What made you? Why? What, what, where'd that come from? 
So we do a beer called BBC, Vanilla BBC. Um, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, and, but it's uh, boysenberry blackcurrant. And boysenberry has been really hard to get a hold of. So if you were trying to go to certain brokers to get fruit, it would be like, oh, well, do you have a mainstay beer that uses boysenberry? And like, no, we, we just do it kind of like an annual thing. Well, you're not a priority. Ah. Uh, so it's like, oh, well, all right, we're never going to be a priority because we don't really <laughs> do mainstay beers. So, so I contacted pretty much every farm I could get a hold of, and I located one farm in New York that had... 1,600 pounds that they were going to sell me. So oh, shit. We had that, which was how, more... How long of a fucking search engine ch- thing was that? A lot that of cold calls. must have been calling. like hours. A lot of cold calls. It was, it was definitely over like a two-month period. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the investment was there that I wanted this boysenberry. <laughs> hey, the persistence paid off, obviously, right? Now, I didn't need 1,600 pounds. Okay. I only needed 1,200. And... The at that point it was like, yeah, give it, give it to me all, <laughs> give it, give me everything I can get, yeah. and that's when I had the leftover, and I'm like, you know what, screw it, let's put it in a seltzer. Ah, <laughs> there you let's go. do there this with some pineapple, and then go over to our friends Vanilla Bean Kings who were just in Hartford, so like we can order vanilla beans and they'll be at our place next day. Wow! So you got the super nice because yeah. usually it takes a couple weeks, man. Nice. Well, job. it's just. 20 minutes away, so wow. <laughs> it's super easy to get the vanilla from them. <laughs> um, got some whole beans, pulverized those, and then just uh, put it in the tank and recirculated it for about a week to get all those flavors kind of melded together. So Beautiful. Well, yeah, this is the, uh, one of the most flavorful seltzers. <laughs> Right. I didn't think we'd be talking about a seltzer for this long. Wow. I don't know. (laughs) We had a whole episode that didn't last this long. I'm just kidding. Oh? Oh, seltzers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like carbonated water that was next to a pineapple. Well, I mean, it's like our our seltzers do not skip on flavor. It definitely has the flavor. None of your beers skip on flavor. What (laughs) the fuck are you talking about, Dan? Boysenberry is kind of a tartar fruit, right? It's like a mix between it's not, not a quite choke cherry and a raspberry. Yeah, it's not quite choke cherry. Because like I get that, I get a little bit of a tartness tart. at the end. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's it's just the berry. Well, yeah, and I, I well, and I think the sweetness definitely is coming off of, from the pineapple. Yeah, you get that. From, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, this is heavily like grilled pineapple. Was, I loved it. This is great. Uh, hey Dan, I want to thank you for inviting us to your lovely tap room in your brewery today. Uh, do you have any final notes about any of your beers or that you would like our, our listeners to know about what you have right now or what you have coming up? Well, we have all of these in cans and bottles to go. <laughs> and for sure. <laughs> listen, you guys have Instagram. You guys got Facebook. <laughs> you guys have the website, covertartisanales.com. 434 East 8th Street, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The, yeah, because the, the your tap list. Okay, so today gonna, is the eighth, right? Eighth of April. Sure. Yes. And your tap list, according to your website, was updated April seventh. So that's nice. Yeah, that it's you really important. Your, that, yeah, that see you what you have on as tap as often as you yep. can. That's that's nice job on that, by the way. Well, it's um, yeah, yes, thank you, but mm. it's like the embedded untapped list. On <laughs> I it. know. So we updated on I, untapped to just see. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, but. 
Yeah, so. it's it's kind of crazy because uh, like Untapped isn't uh, super big in mm. South Dakota. I don't know if it is in North Dakota. Oh, well, I mean, it was at one point, but when when we started getting like three hundred beers in three months of doing the podcast, or, or not that quick, but like like yeah, we're not going to do Untapped anymore. It's just impossible. I just don't have the attention span. Yeah, or the drive to enter it, all of our untapped stuff that's, in there. So, so I have all these notebooks to... with all the shit that I've written down. <laughs> yeah, for me, if I have a beer that's like, holy shit, I check it in. And that could be negative or positive because it would be like, I right. never want to have this again. And I'll look in there and be like, no, you, you didn't like this. Don't do this again. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> well, I've noticed in... Uh, a lot of times when we do taproom takeovers and stuff like that, a lot of the brewers want to know what they, what we think or people in general think that they, they could, could do better. better. Yeah. Um, same with the uh, Prairie Home Brewers Companions. Part of their whole process of when they bring beer into share is, okay, this is what you like, but... What could you do better? What or what yeah. do you personally think you could do yeah, better? Yeah, but I don't and see by a no lot of people doing that on no, untapped. And by a, no untapped. means yeah. am, am I a professional hey, beer taster. I don't like sours. If you, if yeah, you, if like you don't like <laughs> why did you a drink a sour? Beer, <laughs> don't <laughs> drink it and fucking review it on Untapped. Only drink the shit and review the shit that you you know want to comp you know, like the, the styles that you like. I don't like left turns. Well, why are you watching NASCAR? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> Just kidding. So, but I mean, it's untapped. Love it or hate it. I mean, we we have been lucky. Or I don't know if it's lucky or not, but we have we or have a good have, rating on it, yeah. so it helps. It helps definitely with tourism when coming through. In the or summer. it could be the quality of your fucking beers, oh, well, that, you that, that, fucking would, humble asshole. But there are also <laughs> the trolls that yes. just oh, yeah. want to Every, see the world yes. burn. It, Fuck them. But I mean, if you look at it though, the wine world and the whiskey world do not have an app where people can rate. It's all professionals mm-hmm. that are doing it. But the yeah. beer world, you don't even have to be at the brewery. You could just say, hey, I had covert faint and give it a five star all you want. <laughs> Craft drinkers, though, you you have well, one of the reasons why we decided to open a brewery here in South Dakota um, rather than, say, Austin, where we used to live at, yeah. was we knew there was going to be an education process on it. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, we, we don't get people that come in and say, I want a Bud Light. What do you have that's like a Bud Light? We, we just don't get that. But um, you have one just in case they do. Well, I mean, we have a farmhouse lager, and then we'll have like <laughs> a, a Czech Pills next next week, I think. Exactly. Ooh. But we'll, we'll, we'll so, we have so those. So those, are, those beers are for the craft brewing crowds that come in with that one guy who doesn't, or the one gal who doesn't want to drink a, 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 a craft beer. So give them that, and then well, the yeah, other members of the team can enjoy the craft beers. Correct, but I think a lot of it is, you know, educating people on a seltzer doesn't have to be shitty. Yeah. Or, yes, try Clear. this stout. It, it, stouts don't have to be roasty. No. IPAs do not have to be bitter. Right. Sours do not have to rip your enamel off your teeth. And I think you guys at Covert Earth and Nails are on that kind of like cutting edge of like, especially the sour program and the wild pr- fermentation program that you guys are got going on i mean you you're, you're researching you're, you're experimenting you're you're trying things and right i was just gonna say like oh let's just try this if it doesn't work we'll dump it and try something else yeah i mean that's sometimes mm-hmm. like at, at work and that's the whole point so, right when, when things go nice hard, and smooth 
It's like, ah, it's boring. You only really learn things when shit hits the fan. Yeah. And then unfortunately, it's a lot of times you learn what not to do. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. So this yeah. is what we did. <laughs> that sucked. So we know not to do that, but it doesn't really tell you what to do. It just and tells take you what notes. not to not do. Yes, yeah, and take, yeah, take notes. But take copious Experimentation is... Accurate notes. I, I would say is the Journaling and logging thing. is the important thing. Experimentation is one of the biggest things in the craft aspect. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just trying to repeat the same. Yeah. You're more worried about efficiency. Um, or, or consistency. Consistency. How much, yeah, I mean, yeah. like Budweiser, they, their yeast lab is just freaking amazing. They're able... If not to glamorize them in any way, I well, mean, why they, not? I mean, technically speaking, but, they're crafty because they're they've been making the same goddamn. They, they have more money than us for but, thousands of barrels. Their yeast lab can ensure that it's going to hit that gravity. It's going to get that same distinct flavor, and they're able to do it continuously. For 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 us, it's the romance of it. It's. What, well, what if we do this? What if we have more hops? Oh, what, what if, if we, we put it in this yeast? barrel? Holy <laughs> shit, what'll happen? Yeah, what, what will happen? Yeah. And, and that's where Let's I Let's take think, notes. Oh, and that's why we're not covert brewing. We're covert artisanals. <laughs> like, we're, we're trying to do the romance into it, mm-hmm. where you take a drink and you think about it. It's not just a beer you're crushing your depression away. <laughs> so maybe one well, day we'll I mean, some that. of your yes. stouts That's helpful you sometimes, I mean, too, though. I mean, they're double digits. You could probably do some of your for your depression. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, God damn it, uh, Dan. Thank you for inviting us to your brewery and hanging out with you and, and quizzing you and Stacy uh, about your brews and uh, your tap room here and your artwork and your brewing process. Really appreciate you inviting us here. And uh, thanks. Of course. Thanks for coming yeah. down. Yeah. So we for... probably kept you long enough to where you, you're about ready to catch up to your bad decision making, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna drink. As he, as he, he laughs, there's, there's a story behind this. <laughs> Are you normally here this time of the day? I don't even know what time is it. I have no idea. It's tomorrow. It's like six o'clock. Oh, it's six twenty. That's six twenty. Yeah. Usually, uh, I go to. Uh, we have a local natural wine bar. Just. Like ah. right across the parking lot? No. No, it's, that's It's probably that's about monks? six blocks away. Oh, okay. Uh, that's too so, far away. Uh, I'll go there and drink some amazing natural wine that they have. Uh, we call it doing research. Yes, I will do some research, and then I will probably do some more research at another place and do some more research. Then... Well, if you ever come to Fargo, you can do those researches <laughs> at 4E Winery and Bear Creek Winery. Oh, all right. Both so check excellent those wineries. Yes. I definitely like my wine and bourbon. So. Excellent. Ah. How do you feel about mead? Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's, let's, I, uh, let's I like look. Melomels. All right. Uh, it has to have some alcohol to this it. This podcast <laughs> has gone on goddamn long enough. Let's make this anything here. So uh, thanks again to Dan and Stacy from Corporate Artists and Ales. We want to thank our sponsors for supporting our show. We want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. Yeah. And all the way from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at Covert Arsenal, it's all we have to say here is, in the South. may your glasses be full and, and your spirits high. high. Cheers! Oh, that one sucked. <laughs> they weren't Glenn Karen glasses. Stemless techos They're, are not They were good. Glenn Stefan glasses. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. 
you too can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our Shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash bruise, booze, and reviews. 